Hayes, Alexander, Shabbat for three, bang, oh! will get it for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 65 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you'd like, follow us on Spotify, and of course to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for tonight's episode, I didn't get to watch the Celtics game much. I saw that they won against the Bucks. Great win. Mo Wagner made his debut. I saw Tatum played well. Kemba looked good. Marcus Smart looked good. Just looked like one of the best games for the Celtics in a long time. Maybe of the season. I'm not sure. But uh, I didn't get to watch it. So I apologize, Celtics fans. But I'll be better. Uh, Laker fans, we're going to talk about your game and your game only tonight. Just a quick live. Just a quick recap because I just felt like it. Uh, Lakers because they had to win this game. They had to win this game because now, you know, with the news coming out that LeBron's going to be out for six to eight, Sorry, I meant to say uh, four to six weeks. The, you know, the possibility of the Lakers dropping in the standings a lot is very high. So every game counts. They cannot afford to just plummet too much. You don't want to be seeing teams like the Clippers or the Jazz in the first round. And you know what? Even though I'd still favor the Lakers over the Suns, the way they've been playing this season, I don't know if you want that either. But let's get into it. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. Marcus Gasol was back. Uh, he played, came back last game, but I didn't get to watch that. So this was the first game I'd seen of him back. And man, did he make a difference. Initially in the game, you saw him hit two mid-range shots. Those, you know, the classic turnover the right shoulder he hit from the foul line, which is what something we became very accustomed to seeing him hit in Memphis. And I overall thought the defense was good by the Lakers, but the turnovers were ridiculous. They had like I think there was seven in the first quarter, and a lot of those were just careless, like Kuzma, a little bit of Dennis, a little bit of KCP, and uh, two from Gasol, I believe. And, you know, the defense was okay. You know, a couple uh, rotations not there on some layups where, you know, on the pick and roll, Gasol or Harrell got pulled out to the foul line. But overall, the defense was good. It was just the turnovers and sloppy play that was keeping the Cavs in the game. And then at the end of the second quarter, the Lakers just could not get a rebound. And, you know, they just don't have the most offense out there. And Marquise Morris had a terrible stretch in the second quarter where, like, he missed a layup, turned the ball over, like a ridiculously early pass that just had no chance of going through. And then I think it was um, he. I think he just he missed an open shot or something else, something bad. I think it was an offensive foul or foot out of foot out of bounds, whatever. But the Lakers couldn't get a rebound at the end of the uh, second half. Larry Nance got a couple offensive boards and putbacks. Former Laker Larry Nance and the Cavs were up by seven as a result. But if I was a Laker fan, I was just looking at it. I wouldn't be too nervous, you know. Tht played well in this in the first half, and so did Montrader. He gave the Lakers, you know. Good energy as always, dunking the ball hard around the basket, and THT did a good job finding guys on the drive and in transition, but they still trailed by seven. And Kuzma, his offensive game, man, he's become such a grit kind of guy, rebounder, hustle kind of guy, that like it's almost like he hasn't improved in his offensive one-on-one game since his rookie year. And I, obviously that has to do with LeBron coming too, but it's like it, just because LeBron comes doesn't mean you – stop working on your one-on-one game. And I don't know if he stopped working on it, but I haven't seen any improvement from it. So that's one thing just I wanted to point out. 
I know Laker fans probably feel the same way. I mean, Kuz has had a good season, but not because of his one-on-one game. And second, but the second half, the Lakers came out and they absolutely turned on a defensive switch like no other. They shut down the Cavs. And this started with turnovers created right in the beginning of the quarter. You know, I think it was Kuzma getting out for a layup, then KCP getting out for a layup. Caruso was so active in the passing lanes. He had like four steals in the game. Let me check how many steals he had. Alex Caruso, yeah, four steals right on the money. And the Lakers just stepped it up. I thought Montrader did a really good job on hedging and recovering, cutting off sidelines for guards like Garland and Okoro. And the Lakers did a really good job with their pick-and-roll coverages. They don't have to switch. A lot of hedging and recovering, which is, again, as I said, my favorite non-switching pick-and-roll defense. And because the Cavs don't have a pick-and-pop man, it works a lot better. Because Jared Allen, he's not really a pick-and-pop guy. He made one three, but you're very comfortable with him shooting. As you saw the Lakers do tonight, he was one of he was only one of two from three, but four of ten from the line. And the Lakers were leaving him open a bunch. So, And I thought also KCP did a really good job off the ball on Jetty Osmond. Jetty Osmond only got eight shots. He was two of eight. KCP was chasing him off the ball very well. And I thought Marcus Saul's defense was fantastic, especially in the third quarter. He did a great job of helping when he needed to, you know, blocking shots at the rim, going up vertically. You know, he there's a reason he won Defensive Player of the Year. You know, those instincts, they don't go away. That verticality does not go away. Defensive positioning does not go away. He's not the best in space. He's not that athletic. He's not a rim protector like that, but he can still take hits and go up vertically. In 15 minutes of play, Marcus Saul had four points, but he was a plus 10. I can't even tell you. I mean, he had a block, but I can't even tell you how little that shows his impact was. He was very solid, I thought. Markeith Morris in the second half was much better. He was knocking down his open threes, and Dennis Schroeder was a big reason why the Lakers were getting open threes because he was taking guys off the bounce, getting by them, driving and kicking, getting to the rim, you know, he had 17 points tonight on 7-12 shooting. He was fighting around screens in the second half, putting pressure on ball handlers, which led to some of these turnovers and misses. Five rebounds, seven assists, four steals for Dennis, but seven turnovers is too much. However, I thought it was a good performance, and then Montrader just got more physical in the second half, dunking, finishing, 24-10 and 10 for him on 10-15 of 15 from the field. THT, I thought, was great, 15.6 of 11, but it was really the Laker defense that stepped it up. The Cavs were shorthanded. They did not have Colin Sexton, so it was a must-win for the Lakers, in my opinion, and they got the job done. 186 is the final from Staples Center. The Lakers held the Cavs to 35 points in the second half, 10 in the third quarter, and when you do that, 10 points in the third quarter against any group of NBA players in today's league, you deserve to win the game. 186, too many turnovers for the Lakers, though. 23 of them, to be exact. Four by Marquise Morris and seven by Schroeder. But that's just a quick recap for you guys. I don't have much else for tonight. I saw Blake Griffin had a good game, another revenge game for him against Detroit, although they didn't really do him dirty. But, man, he had that same look in his eye and that highlight I watched of him getting that love from Harden as he did when he played us in our in his return to L.A. So, good for Blake. But I don't know if I'm going to watch that game. Maybe I'll just watch some, like, extended highlights, but... That's it for me tonight, guys. I'm going to go to the live chat and the subscribers. Super Chat's turned on. Just a quick eight-minute recap. Instead of the 24-minute recap, we go on eight for the first half of the Black Mamba's career. That's it for me. On to the subscribers. Peace.